0: service, and we're going to continue to have one. God is just touching our hearts. He's touching our lives. We're so grateful for His grace and mercy. What a time of remembrance. A time to remember what Jesus has done for us. We can never forget the sacrifice of Christ. We can never forget the pain, the agony, the ridicule, the cross, the crown of thorns, all of that. We cannot What he has done for us. And that is why we give him all of our praise. That's why we are free today to worship him in spirit and in truth. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. And so we are looking forward to Easter already. I kind of feel like an Easter spirit in in the room already. But just to give you a, a speaking of Easter, we're starting to make preparations for that. wanted to give you a quick update. That we're going to be participating in the Hippity Hoppity Bunny Trail with Lamont. I don't know, has anybody been to the Hippity Hoppity Bunny Trail? Of course, I have not yet, but I look forward to that. But we're going to participate as a church uh, here in Lamont. The uh, Park District is putting this on. We'll have a table. We're going to give out candy and information about our church and just be there to support our community. If you'd like to participate... You can bring in individually wrapped candy this week or next Sunday up until March 21st. So keep that in, in mind. And then one more, uh, one more uh, point of information that I need to give to you. March 21st, we're having our annual church council. And that will be right after service. And, you know, we'll clear the, the room and then have everybody re-enter those who are voting members can vote. Those who are not, you're more than welcome to come. You just can't vote. But that will be March 21st. And I need to inform you that we have three nominees for our Deacon Board. And they are up there, David Dignan, Eric Masty, and Sarah Ray. If you want to know a little bit more about them, they are. They have, we have some information about them out there in the lobby. So on your way out, please take that information sheet. Pray over it. And ask God to guide and direct all that we do for the church. So keep that in prayer. Well, last week, I told you that I had two things that would make your your EQ stronger. And I have to tell you this morning, I changed my mind. So you're going to have to come for the next 20 or 30 years to find out what that other point that I was going to share with you, because it's a really good one, I just didn't feel like Today was the day to give it. So I've got 20 or 30 years to eventually share that one. Uh, one that I was looking forward to. But as I was praying uh, that message into my life, last week's message into my life, uh, I just felt God speak to me that, and He said, I needed to go back into this idea of thought life, the, our thought life. Now, last week I shared with you about testing your thoughts. So the assumption was that you're thinking, that you're, you're, you've you're got thoughts going on up there. But as I was praying, some, it just hit me. And it, what hit me was, sometimes we're not even thinking. Sometimes we're just living a life. You know, you and I are fearfully and wonderfully made. And you know what? We don't have to think about not touching a hot stove. Your body will take care of that. You don't have to think about eating and digesting your food. Just put a plate of food in front of you, and your muscles will go into action. You don't have to think about your marriage. You don't have to think about friendships. You don't have to think about any of those things. Your mind, your body, all the training and experience you have up to this point, it will will go. It will function as is. So, So sometimes the most dangerous part of life is when you are not. Thinking. So last week I assumed that everybody was thinking, and that you should test those thoughts. That you should take time to see if those thoughts are pleasing to God. Does my life, am I, does my thought life line up with God's word? Does my thought life line up with the Spirit of God? Or are, are my emotions and my circumstances are are those things controlling my thoughts? But like I said. I realized something, that we need to put more effort into our thoughts this morning. So this morning, uh, let me give you this Scripture verse from Romans chapter 8. It's one that I've been trying to uh, memorize, but I'm just going to read it to you this past week. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 5 says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit... Have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. So, I just shared with you, you and I have this great ability that we can function without thinking. I don't have to think about what I'm going to do today. I can just go about my day, and it will come at me as I have, as I have you know as I live life. You don't have to think about your job. You don't have to think about your home life. You can just show up and do your job. You've probably done your job so many times that yes, you don't have to think about it. You can just do it. You've you've lived in your home. You you've spent time with your family. You don't have to. Think about your family uh, eating time anymore, the recreational time. You can just go and do it. But this morning's message, and this the title, and really my only point this morning is in the title. Of my message is called proactive thinking. Proactive thinking. I shared with you that we really get ourselves in trouble when we're not thinking when you're not thinking about how you're going to act this week at work, when you're not thinking right now, how do I want to enter my house today? I've had a rough day. My life isn't going the way I was thinking it was going to go. I've got bad news or I had a bad client or my boss was really on me. And you just go home without thinking how you want to act. That's usually when you get in trouble. As we've encouraged you to pray and read your Bible every day, there might be some days where you haven't read your Bible. And so you're not thinking about what you're going to... What, you're not thinking about those moments with your friends. You're not thinking about how you should act in a grocery store. Yesterday, we were, I was at Walmart, and I started thinking right away, this is a busy Walmart. I knew it. I knew Saturdays were going to be busy, but we had that was the only opportunity. And I started thinking, okay... I need to be patient. I started thinking about how I could be patient because I knew people were coming. And there was this literal moment where I was trying to leave an aisle and it took about a full minute as about 10 carts passed by us. And I started thinking, really? Nobody's going to let me merge traffic here? Don't they know the rules? But I had already thought I needed to be patient. Proactive thinking. We need... We need to really think about this. Have you ever met anybody who has the ability to talk to themselves? I have met some people that have the ability to talk to themselves. I don't have that ability to talk to myself. Maybe you have that ability to talk to yourself. But what is really, what are you really doing when you're talking to yourself? You're really thinking out loud. You're being proactive with your thoughts. When you have that superpower to to talk to yourself, and you don't care what people are thinking about you, you don't care what they're what people are doing when you're when you're doing that activity, but you've determined I'm going to talk to myself right now. My bookkeeper in Utah, she had that ability to talk to herself, and her office was a few offices from mine, and I would hear her talking to herself, and every once in a while, I would forget, but I would walk in there and, and, and peek in and say you okay? Oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm just talking to myself as I'm doing the books and the numbers. But what is talking to yourself really like? It's like prayer. Prayer is talking to yourself. Prayer is talking to yourself before God. And when you are talking to yourself, and when you are praying, this is what you're doing. You're telling your brain, you're telling your circumstances, you're telling your feelings, you're telling your friends, you're telling everything and everybody, this is what I'm going to think about. I know I should be thinking about how mad I am. I know I should be thinking about what that person did to me, but I'm going to stop all of that, and this is what I'm going to think about. I'm going to think about how good God is. I'm going to think about His grace and His mercy. I'm going to think about His sacrifice on the cross. And my mind is going to be focused on God. I remember, and I've shared bits and pieces of my story before coming here, but I remember when Pastor Chocco called me and told me I am taking a position at our national office. And my life was turned up down now I was with the church but I was working for him at our district office so that was a whole different ball game. if it was the church it would have been different but I was at the district office so that ended immediately and I remember you know having a lot of feelings having a lot of emotions like God I just got here you just brought me back to Chicago and this is what's happening and so you go into this decision mode you, you start going just making decisions. And I remember a few times grabbing my laptop and, and I literally would get on the website for Lyft and I would stop and say, no, I've got to pray. I, I've got to seek God. I had to con- take control of my thoughts because there was a lot of anxiety. There was a, a lot of questions. There was a lot of feelings and emotions that I was going through. But I had to set aside all of that and say, I'm going to pray. I'm going to take control of my thoughts. I know what I should be thinking. I know what I am feeling. But I'm going to stop that and I'm going to get my mind set on what the Spirit wants. Because what my flesh wanted, what I wanted, I wanted answers. I wanted God to say, okay, Sid, this is what's what's going to happen next in your life. Sid, just calm down. This is Look at these next five years. And I was going to say, oh, God, this is great. But that wasn't happening. I wasn't getting my answers that I wanted. And so I knew in my heart I had to redirect my thoughts and I had to take my mind and I had to set it. I had to set it on what the Spirit wanted for me. And so immediately I calmed down and I would shut my computer and say, Nope, I knew God did not want me looking and applying for lifts. Or or uh, Uber. I just I just knew it in that moment. I was just like, Okay, I'm done, Lord. I know you have a plan. I know you have a design. I know and I know that you know I have bills, but I'm gonna shut the computer and I'm gonna see you. And that's what he spoke to me. Let me be very clear that we all have a personal relationship with Christ. So my patterns of life aren't always your patterns. Now the pattern you should have is that you stay focused on God. That is the pattern you should have. But in that moment, my application of that principle brought me to a place where I said, okay, God, I'm not going to do anything. I didn't I didn't fire up my resume because I knew in that moment that's not what God wanted. And then sure enough, the church that I was I was at with Pastor Chuckle, they offered me a position at the church. And so Tara and I, we prayed about it. And we thought about it, but because I have already, because I had already settled myself down, I didn't have three determined ideas. Have you ever been there before? Like you know what you want, you're just praying and letting God know. Okay, God, listen up. This is what we've decided. Remember. <laughs> but because I had already calmed myself down, because I had already set on pleasing God, when when Tara and I went to prayer. We came out of that prayer time realizing that's not what God wanted. Now, who in their right mind turns down a job when you don't have a job? Somebody whose mind is set on the Lord. And then another offer came in from the national office where Pastor Chunko was going. And and they, they offered me a position there. But as we thought about that, and as we prayed about that, and what a privilege and honor that would have been to serve at a national office there. And I said, that's not it either. And then uh, our family was was planning. Uh, my, my parents have a timeshare in, in Orlando, and so we're like, okay, we're gonna go we're gonna go on vacation. <laughs> I don't have a job. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. But we're gonna go have fun in Orlando, and we had fun. Why did I have fun? Not because I was living carelessly, but because I was lead, I was being led by the Lord. And while I was in Orlando, somebody, one of my mentors, Pastor Larry Griswold, sent me an email. Or sent me a text message and said, "There's a church in Lamont that's looking for somebody." And I knew in that moment, I said, "God, I think that's that's where I need to that's where I need to pursue." And when uh, right before I got back, I, I sent Manny an email, and I met some wonderful people from Lamont Calvary, and the rest is history. When you set your mind on what the Spirit wants, you can you can climb a mountain. You can overcome trials. You can get through your your feelings of fear. You can overcome your temptations in life. When your mind is set on the Lord, you can do it. God can be with you. And my mind was set on doing God's will, not my will. My will did not matter in that moment. It was what God wanted. And so I went to proactive thinking. And you had a lot of people here that were proactively thinking. They were praying. And they were praying for God's will to be done. And I was praying. So guess who gets all the praise? God gets all the praise. Not me. Not my proactive thinking. It was God who was answering my prayer. And it was God who was answering your prayers. It was God that was able to control us so that I didn't do things and get outside of what God wanted. Philippians 4. I love Philippians 4, verse 8. Paul was a proactive thinker. In Philippians 4.8, he's told the Philippians, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think. Think about such things. Think about these things. Paul understood the mind like nobody else. He understood the flesh. He understood what the flesh would want. And so he told the Philippians, you've got to think these things because if you don't think these things, your flesh is going to take over. We read the Scripture verse from Romans, if your flesh takes over, it's going to lead you down a path of death. It's going to lead you down a path that's not going to bring life and peace to you. You've got to take control of your thoughts. And Paul, without a doubt, he had to do that. He had to take control because Paul was imprisoned as he's writing these letters. Paul was not sitting in a nice office with a cup of coffee with a lovely secretary ready to to fulfill his task. He was in prison. He was shut up and he was shut out from his normal way of life. And yet he told the Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'm going to say it. Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. And guess what Paul did in Philippians 4, verse 10? He declares that he was rejoicing. He had put his mind to serving God. He had put his mind to loving God. He had put his mind to seek the Lord with all of his heart. He wasn't going to let his circumstance determine his thought life. He was going to control. He was going to create thoughts. He was going to create his his mindset. He was going to let God determine What was going to happen in his life. So, if you want to live a pure life, guess what? Think pure thoughts. Think purity. Do you want to keep your marriage vows all the days of your life? Start thinking how lovely your wife is. Wives, start thinking how lovely your your husband is. Never lose focus on that. Spouses that are giving in to flirtations from people other than their spouse. They're not thinking. They're just feeling that, oh, this feels good. Somebody's paying attention to me. They're not thinking until a friend of them says, hey, you need to wake up and quit flirting. You need to quit doing that. Start thinking about your spouse. Start thinking about your children. Start thinking about your finances. Start thinking about your life. Start thinking about this Word of God that says there is great pain for those who commit adultery. You need to start thinking about that. How many of you today, you want to be admirable? I want to be admirable. So you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking about how nice I can be to people today. I want to be admirable wherever I go. I want to be admirable at Walmart. I want to be admirable here in this church. I want you to be admirable when you're at your workplace. So you know what you need to start doing? Start thinking about how you can be admired for your kindness. Or your patience. Start thinking today in preparation for tomorrow. This is how I'm going to act. This is how I'm going to function. This is how I'm going to live my life. You start thinking about it. I want you to be noble at your workplace. I want you to be noble wherever you go. And Paul says if you, just, if you don't think about it, your flesh takes over. And next thing you know it, you're hurting somebody with your words next thing you know, you're not being patient. You're not being kind. Maybe you fall into temptation. And the best place to to practice proactive thinking is your prayer time. God, I want to seek You. I want You to help me, Lord. I want You to come into my life. God, tomorrow's going to be hard. I've got a meeting tomorrow and the same person keeps getting under my skin. So Jesus, right here, right now, help me to be ready to be kind. Help me to be ready to turn away wrath with a soft answer. Help me right here, right now to, I'm not going to exchange anger for anger, but I'm going to exchange anger for love. I'm going to overcome evil with goodness. I'm going to take my life and I'm going to let it shine for Jesus. I'm going to be a light for Jesus. I know I'm walking into darkness tomorrow, but I'm going to let Jesus shine through me. I'm already thinking about it. I'm already preparing my mind for it. That's how Paul lived his life. That's how I want to live my life. Let me give you a proactive prayer. Psalm 9, verse 1 says, I will give thanks to You, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all Your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in You. I will sing the praises of Your name, O Most High. My enemies turn back. They stumble." And perish before me. Wow. That is a proactive prayer life. I will worship God. I will serve Him with all my heart. I will live for Him. I don't care what happens to me, I am going to love Jesus. No matter what happens to this economy, I am going to be a giver. I'm going to faithfully give my tithes and my offerings to God because it was never determined by the economy, but it was always determined by the Word of God. My life has always been built on the solid rock of God. My life has always been built upon the Word of God. It was never determined by my my friends. It was never determined by my feelings, but it was always built on the Word of God. And this word will guide me, and this word will direct me, and this word will determine what I am thinking. My thoughts are going to be pleasing to my Lord and my Savior. So let me tell you. Let me um, uh, bring into mind home groups again, and thinking about home groups. uh, Before I forget, let me just tell you: there's an info sheet next to you, a by you, hopefully. Last week, we I met with our home group leaders, and uh, so we, we were able to gather some information, and we're still gathering information. Uh, but the, you now you have some more information, and I know making a decision will help you. Uh, more information will help you make that decision. So take that information, and we will keep helping you make that decision. But let me tell you about home groups. Home groups helps you to have proactive thoughts. Now I could tell you I haven't been in a home group yet here. But every week I spend time with the staff and I share with them the Word of God that I've been reading and I pray with them. I have several times of prayer and several times of sharing God's Word with them and with other leaders in the church throughout the week. So guess what happens in my mind? I am constantly thinking about God's Word. Why am I constantly thinking about God's Word? Because I'm constantly talking about God's Word. And yes, God has granted me the privilege to preach. But outside of that, I am talking about God's Word every day of my life. I have a daughter that I have the privilege of raising and speaking about God's Word to her. Last night I read to her about a little boy who took his lunch and gave it to Jesus and how Jesus multiplied that little lunch to feed 5,000. Why am I remembering that story? Because I was reading that to my daughter last night. I'm constantly in God's Word. And when you're a part of a home group, you're just adding more fuel to the fire. You're just adding more of God's Word. So that is why home groups are so important. So I encourage you to enjoy one and watch how you will become, you'll become somebody who is always proactively thinking. Let me read one more verse to you from Hebrews chapter 12. This is a picture of proactive thinking. The the, the last part of verse 1 says this, And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's a picture of proactive thinking. What did Jesus do? What did the writer of Hebrews say? That he put before him the joy. What joy? There's many joys that he had put before him, but I believe and I know one of the joys that he had put before his eyes was the joy of seeing you forgiven. The joy of seeing you cleansed. The joy of seeing you washed, from your sins, and from your past. The joys of telling you, I know you've made some mistakes, but you are forgiven, and I will forget those sins. The joy of telling you that the old is past, and it's going away. I'm making you a new person. It's not going to be the same person that hurt other people, but it's going to be a new person that's filled with love. It's That's the joy Jesus put before Him. We used to sing a song in my church a long time ago that saying that, that the words basically said, when he was on the cross, you and I were on his mind. And that is the truth as Scripture proves that you and I were on his mind. You and I were the joy that was set before Christ. So he was able to endure the cross. So what is before you today? What's in the forefront of your mind today? What is the ultimate goal that you have in life today? I can tell you my ultimate goal is I want to stand before Jesus. And I want to, first of all, just praise Him and worship Him. But I do want to hear the words, Good job, faithful servant, enter into, my, into His paradise. Not because of the good good things that I did, but I'm going to know in that moment it was all because of Jesus. It was all because of His mercy. It was all because of His grace. It was all because of His love that I'm entering into His presence. That's my ultimate goal. That's my ultimate desire. That is my home. What's in front of you today? What's in the forefront of your mind today? What are your thoughts? On today I'm going to invite the worship team to come up at this time. They're going to prepare to lead us in worship with another song again. But let me ask you this morning. Let me challenge you today. What have you determined in your mind for this week? What are you determined to do? I hope. Yes, I hope your determination is to to be a good worker, to be a good business owner to be a good father, to be a good son. I hope you've determined some of those things. But more than anything, and above everything else, I hope you've determined in your mind that you're going to love Jesus, that you're going to serve the Lord, that you're going you're to enjoy His presence. And knowing that His presence is real, and knowing that heaven is real, you're going to say, Lord, I determined I'm going to take some people with me. I'm going to share the, the good news with others. I'm going to determine right now, right here, That this week, Lord, I'm going to keep my eyes open for somebody that you're going to say, talk to them. Lord, you're going to open my eyes to somebody who's hurting, and you're going to say, speak to them. You're going to give me thoughts. You're going to give me visions of how I can help other people. Stand with me this morning. We're going to believe in faith. And if you're there online, you can... Stand in your room, or if you're standing, you can keep standing. But we're gonna we're gonna worship God and just allow Him to take control of our thoughts. Father, I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit that you will touch lives, that you will touch our mind, O oh God. I pray that our mind will be transformed and renewed by your spirit, by your word. And may you now, your word, determine our thoughts and our life. We're gonna Our minds set on things above and not on things of this earth. We're going to set our mind on the Spirit of God's name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.